Welcome to Corporate Strategy, the podcast that could have been an email. My name is Bruce. And I'm Clark. And today's topic is all about quitting. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna dig into something that I've well I've I've done it, but I haven't done it in a long time. But it's it's quite the trendy topic. So much so that when I was looking on Twitter this morning, I saw like article after article yeah. about millennials just leaving their jobs, just straight up quitting. <laughs> Without anything to go to. And I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. So I was going to say, Bruce, to... is this an announcement? Are you saying you're quitting? I'm quitting. What are you quitting at? <laughs> everything. Uh, no, I I have not quit a job. Well, okay. I guess I have because we talked about this before. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you leave departments, you're technically quitting that job to go yeah. to another job. But I've not left a company in a long honking time. Yeah. Uh, it's, been a long it's, time. it's been a day and a half for sure. But you quit, or I guess you didn't quit. I, I kind of quit. I, you were, I had you were a, forced to quit. <laughs> well, I would say I had an option to quit. Yes. And maybe that's what's interesting here is, you know, what are the different terms of quitting? Because some people quit because they got options. Like you move right. to a different department. Um, you could take another job. Or some people just quit because they're so fed up with it. And I want right. to talk about all those things because some of them baffle me a little bit. And I, yes. so I just want to discuss them. I'm, I'm just so confused. So, so where should we begin? Do we want to talk about like why people are quitting or do we want to talk about those options? Where do you want to start? Yeah, let's talk about the why. I feel like that one, I mean, it's obvious, but we should get it out of the way, yeah, right? Let's, let's get it right out of the way. There, I, you can tell me if this is true for your company, but in big tech world, there is this, you mentioned it on a previous episode, the great resignation. The great resignation. It is unbelievable. In my, my company, in my organization, in my team, People are leaving in droves huh. with competitive offers to go to other companies. Interesting. A lot of times it's financial. They're getting, you know, 10, 20K bumps going right. to these other organizations. Many times it's title. They're they're huh. getting like a literal bump. Hey, I'm a I'm a senior marketing manager. Now I'm a freaking director, or now I'm a VP. Yeah. It's like they're they're jumping titles going to these new jobs. But I will say the interesting thing, at least from my view, and I'm I'm curious if you're seeing this, they're not jumping to other big companies. Mm. In the most part, I'm seeing people leave big tech and go to startup or pre-IPO tech. Ah. And they're they're getting these really big packages, these really big opportunities to go to these smaller organizations and companies to start up there. But... I, I never see someone leave a Microsoft for an Apple or, yeah. you know, a Google for a Facebook. It seems they're leaving Google and going to the, the small little thing that's, that's taking off. Right. Is, are you seeing that too? So, so I was going to ask you, you know, we, we brought up this topic. Why is it, why is it now? Or do you, are you just seeing this trend like ever since remote became a thing? Or, or is there a specific reason why now it's getting really hot? Because from my perspective, you know, I've seen... The major reason I've seen this great resignation is because people are saying, okay, well, we're going to have to go back to work for a couple of days a week. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I never want to go back to work again. I want to stay remote. And that's why people are jumping ship. Are you seeing the same thing or is it different? No, because in, in my wow. case, they're not forcing anyone to go back to work. Yeah. So just, you know, inside baseball here, my personal theory on why people are leaving big tech specifically to go to smaller tech or smaller companies is because the workload is just untenable hmm. for for an individual working remotely in big tech right now. Got it. Uh, 
it it honestly feels to me that people started to get the I can leave and go somewhere else mm-hmm. bug and work remotely anywhere. So the first wave of leavers, you know, this isn't backed up by Wall Street Journal or anything. This is just <laughs> Bruce's personal opinion. The first wave of leavers was actually I have an opportunity to go work at a place I really want to work at but uh-huh. couldn't because of location, travel, yeah. etc. There was some factor that prevented me from going there. So your first wave was basically, I can finally go work at my dream company. So it's opportunity. It's there's yes. more opportunity. I can I can find more opportunity, which I totally get. And I think COVID right. has been awesome for that. There's been so much opportunity to, you know, yes. step into those bigger corporations that you would have no shot at just because you're in a different state and you don't want to move. So I think that's yes. a huge one. And and I actually I might even revise that. I don't know if that was actually the first wave. I think the first real wave might have been the COVID layoff when companies were like, oh, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Better get rid of 10%. And then those 10% of people ended up finding they could go work remotely anywhere. And they started sharing their stories with the first wave of leavers who were like, oh, I could go work anywhere. That's super cool. So then what happened? I I think that's that's accurate to say this all started – when COVID hit and everyone's like, all right, quick, we got to cut costs, not hit our bottom line at all. So we need to make sure we cut all these expenses, get rid of these people. And I think that opened up the doors to say, now everybody's posting on LinkedIn, open to work with a little circle with around remote. their thing. Yep. Yeah, with remote and trying to find jobs. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that, at least in my career. So many people, like people I know, people I don't know, looking for work. I think that's where it all kind of began. That's where you know, this great resignation. I guess it's not really a resignation in that case, but either way, it started the trend. <laughs> yes. So people left or people were forced to leave yep. through the through the 10%, 20%, 30%, whatever it was cut that the company made. They found better job. They told mm-hmm. their friends. First wave is like, oh, I can go finally work at my dream job. I'm going to go. Yeah. What was happening for the people that stayed, the people that were happy working at their company, happy in their role, is because of the layoff, you know, usually when a layoff happens, the company doesn't backfill those positions. Right. It was to it was to get rid of them in the first place. Yeah. So you were taking on more responsibility in your role. Then people start to leave as part of wave one, the I can do whatever I want wave. Yeah. Everything's open. There were already positions not backfilled because of the layoff. Now there's positions that could be backfillable, but you are taking on two to three times the amount of responsibility you had before COVID. Yep. So now you're doing more more work, more people's jobs that should not be under your responsibility. Yeah. Maybe you got promoted, maybe you got a pay bump as part of, you know, the the year 2 of the COVID package. But now we're in wave 2 where people are burnt out from the amount of work they have mm-hmm. to do to fill in for the layoff and the yeah. wave oneers. And now wave 2 is happening. And wave 2 is massive. This is the tsunami after the earthquake. Yeah. Basically, they're saying, it's not just that I could go work. I, I'm seeing people not go to their dream jobs. They're like, I'm just going to this this company over here, this mm-hmm. competitor, because the pay is the same, if not a little bit better, yeah. and I don't have to work as much. Yeah. They're making decisions based on the amount of work they have to do huh. because of the ramifications of layoff in wave one. Yeah, this is interesting. It's kind of funny. You, know, I, you, you made me connect some dots in my head where I was like, Oh, it's kind of like, you know, adopting technology. You get your early adopters, then you get your kind of, you know, somewhat hesitant, but willing to kind of jump on the bus early. Then you get your people who are comfortable and they're like, hey, everyone else is doing it. I might as well hop on to it. I'm going to get on that train. It's like the same thing for jobs. It's like, yep. you have that exact same trend. And, and yeah, I think I agree with you. And you, you know, I think what's funny is 
it's always it's almost like the grass is always greener method you know in your head you're like oh yeah it's going to be so much better when right. i go to this new company and then in reality it's like especially going to a startup you're going to be working your tail off you're probably going to work in seven people's jobs like that is what a startup does and so it would be interesting to see like how many people because like i think i'm in the boat of i think i'm going to stick it out for a little while because i can mm-hmm. see the light at the end of the tunnel i'm not willing to make a big jump even if there is a better opportunity right now just because i'm somewhat trying to ride the wave and i feel like i'm in a pretty good spot but I, I feel like a lot of people are going to realize that they're going to jump after they were feeling that way. And then they're going to be like, oh, shoot, this was actually a terrible idea. I'm doing way more work. But it could boomerang also benefit back. them. Yeah, they're going to end up boomerang either back to the same company, especially for some of these larger tech companies who have been around for a while. You know, COVID could have been good for them because maybe they were there for 20 years and this is a good change. But grass isn't always greener, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So take the risk, but take the calculated risk. It's definitely not something I can talk about having not left my company in 10 years, but I am so curious. A coworker of mine was telling them, because they were asking me, they're like, why is everyone leaving? And, you know, like, I don't honestly know. It's the same conversation we're having right here. Just kind of uh, speculating on on the situation. I mean, we know why they're leaving, but why is everyone leaving is is the better question. Uh, And she mentioned to me, she said, you know, because she is a recent joiner to big corporation I work at. And she's like, I wanted to come to a big company because my fear is with pandemic, with COVID, these smaller companies, they're the first ones to really get sliced, right? No one is considering when you think about, and this is tech specific, but when you're thinking about buying a tool or utility for your company in the age of COVID, in the age of pandemic, you're looking for stability and you're looking for sort of least path of resistance. And Small startups are great for when you have, when you're flush with cash, flush with yep. talent, you know, flush with time. Uh, that's, that is when you do that. But when, when times are tight and I'm working seven people's jobs, I'm looking for stability. Like yep. I'm actually looking at the oracles, the Microsofts, for the, sure. you know, the sequels out there. I want, I don't want to mess with anything new. I don't want to take a risk. I don't take a chance. I just want stability in my life. And that's what I'm looking for. You want for. the hits to be played. You want to stay at a consistent place. It's been around yes. forever. Yeah. Yes. I want the, the Beatles of jobs. Just like <laughs> I, I need to, they're the Beatles of companies to, to support my technology and my, my infrastructure. So I don't know. She, she could have a point in these people are going to these small startups and they could inevitably doing damage to themselves or setting themselves up for failure because the startups are the first ones that will disappear. Yeah. Uh, if COVID remains a, a limiting factor long-term and I have no, no idea. And, I mean, you know, I think COVID is the beast that won't die. Yeah, no, no, it definitely is. And I, I think I agree with you there. I think there's always a risk going to a startup and this is kind of outside just beyond the great resignation, but you know, you have to keep in mind that a startup, especially startups who get flush with cash from a venture capitalist or whatever it is, is they're taking someone else's money right. to build a company, which they're going to have to pay back. They might lose some equity in the company and it could work out really well. But at the same time, if the company you're going to doesn't have a proven business model and they took money before they were really ready mm-hmm. for that money, you're always going to be living up with how do we make money, right? And how, are we, how do we truly prove our business model? I think the trend right now is there's so much money in the venture capitalist world that people are getting funding for companies that have not proven a business model. And so they take millions of dollars that they can't pay back in the period that they actually took it on. So everybody who goes to that company is going to be working their tail off with something that is going to fail. Ultimately, I think in the next you know three to five years, we're going to see so many startups fail because they took money before they were ready. And I think right. it's all kind of a 
all kind of a influx from this COVID wave of everybody can kind of jump and create their own companies and do their own thing and go to startups and whatever it is because of remote work. And I think it's the whole entire thing is going to change in three to five years when a lot of these startups that we're heavily invested in, can't pay back that money and end up just falling flat on the ground. So I think your coworker has a point that going to a stable company might actually be the right move right now while right. you're waiting for the dust to settle from the great resignation. Well, that's, you know, I, I haven't left. I've said this like five times now. My <laughs> biggest fear is the lack of stability. Um, right. And that's what's keeping me. You know, I'm overworked. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm all the things. I'm doing, yeah. I'm literally doing jobs that I never thought I'd be doing in my life because we just don't have the, the manpower of the people to do it. Right. So, but even still, even considering all of that, the, the damage of my mental health state right now, I'm not looking elsewhere because I love the fact that I'm incredibly stable. Work-wise, you know, I don't have any fear for my job. I don't have any fear for my paycheck, my salary, my benefits, all of the things that I have working for me in my current company. I I know it's going to be there in a year. I know it's going to be there in five years. There's no concern on my end for that. And And it's the fear that's keeping me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I'm going to hate on you for doing that because I think that's what everybody ends up doing, right? Is it's They they end up staying in corporate jobs because it is comfortable. You know, hey, I can hit my savings goal at this period. I know I can get to this point. I know this company is proven, whether they're private or public. Um, if they've kind of got a proven business model, you know, unless you screw up real bad, especially if you're good, you can kind of ride the wave out. And there's going to yeah. be highs and lows, and that's kind of just what corporate is. And so there's nothing wrong with that in my mind. It's like, that totally makes sense. You know, you can have that stability. And then the question always is that to people who do want to stick around is, would a change actually be good? Could you actually get a huge bump in your lifestyle, a huge bump in you know your goals or whatever it is? Or just frankly have a lot more fun by jumping to something a little less stable, taking that risk, you know? I feel like that's always the thing and that's the balance between like people staying long-term versus people jumping and trying different things out because you could find something you like even more. So it's always out there. (laughs) So let's talk about that because that is the topic of the, you know, we've talked about the why. We understand, you know, everything sucks right now. Um, When is it the time to jump ship? I am curious, Clark, is your LinkedIn blowing up with recruiters yes i have a lot of recruiters coming my way asking like hey are you interested in this or we have a role coming up with this and so it definitely is i'm getting a lot more attention than pre-pandemic that's for sure i i get at least like 12 a week yeah holy cow i don't get that it's I get like it's three-ish nuts. every two weeks so it's not crazy on my side i've had to stop saying no and i feel rude it's just like i i can't there's there's literally more companies than there are people in the sea that are hiring right now. And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, we're hiring too. And we're so desperate for talent or people that will hire right. just about anybody. So I wonder about the states of these companies. Oh, like, yeah, am I just, sure. would, I, would I be leaving, you know, a, 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 a cut for a gash situation? Yeah, like what? What is the what is the outcome here? So let's talk about when do you leave? Yeah, when's the right time? It, there's so many reasons, um, but I think you could boil it down to, you know, opportunity definitely has one of them. Circumstances could be another. And, and that could be like, hey, you don't like your job or there's a certain situation coming up or, you know, and in my particular case, I've had a few where opportunity was the case for one of them. It was like, this is a better opportunity. I'm getting more money. This for me is the right move because I'm kind of pigeonholed uh-huh. in my current position. So opportunity definitely was a driving factor for, for one. And another one in my case has been circumstances. It was my company wants me to move to another state. 
Right. And personally for me, that didn't jive well with what I wanted for the next five years of my life. So that kind of led me to the door where I'm like, okay, I got to start looking. You know, I, they gave me a relocation package. It was a really good bump, but it just wasn't the right move for me. And because of those circumstances, I chose to make the jump to another company. So I've kind of had those different situations of opportunity versus circumstances. I don't think I've ever been necessarily forced out without an option, at least in my career, where it's like, hey, you're just done. Like, you got to go right. figure it out. I've never had that happen to me, but it definitely is something that's happened to a lot of people lately. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not leaving, there's a chance you get laid off, right? Like that that is part of it. And I don't I don't I don't consider getting laid off quitting right. uh, by any regard. You are not you're being forced to quit. Yeah, you, don't you really might have, have wanted choice. to stay there till the wheels <laughs> fell off, but you are you are now not given, being given the option. Um, I do think that there is there are definitely some some hard fast lines when it's just like it's time to quit yeah i think there are one indicators one for sure we've talked about this on previous at multiple episodes is when your manager or your direct leadership does not support you or yeah. offer you a path of growth or you feel that they might even uh you demote or give you some kind of career hindrance yeah. then it is time you need to be looking oh, either inside the company or outside to get out, get out of that leadership <laughs> and move elsewhere exactly for sure I think that is always, because that is that is going to be the root of so many issues you have. If you don't have a good leadership structure that supports you, allows you to learn, and just causes ultimately more stress in your life, that's sign number one, get out. Unless you can yes. see the light at the end of the tunnel where you're like, okay, this is going to be temporary. Like eventually things are going to kind of settle. We're going to have more people, whatever it is. Unless you can see the light at the tunnel, a lot of the times that's going to plague you for so long. So if you're in a position like that, you got to get out quick. I 100% agree. I think another acceptable reason to quit, and this one's more, this is less uh, dire and depressing than the previous, <laughs> is if you have six months savings, I'm going to do a little financial advisor trick okay, here. If you have six months savings, then you're in your account, uh, you're able to support yourself or your family, or depending on what situation you're in, and you are looking for a change. I think that's absolutely yeah. an acceptable reason to quit. When you are unsatisfied with what you're doing, and you think something else out there is right for you and you have the means and the ability to exit your current situation and be without work for six right. months. And the reason I say that is because you might find a job. You might find a great opportunity somewhere else. And you go, you work there for a year. And then, like you mentioned earlier, they, they took that pre-IPO funding and now they have to give it back and now they have to cut. And unfortunately, it, it blows my mind that this is the case. But I have noticed that companies never cut senior staff first. Yeah. They always cut the new guy. So realize a risk in quitting and going to a new location is you are the new guy. It doesn't matter how good you are. Sure. It doesn't matter. Remember, they're going to generally pay you more for jumping ship <laughs> and coming right. there. So you might be getting paid more than senior staff. Uh, and the senior staff knows the, the business. They know the organization. Cutting them is more of a risk than right. cutting you. So understand that. The reason why I say if you're going to a new company, have six months savings is because right. – you are the the likely target. Now, if you make it past three, four years, you're safe. You're fine. You're good yeah, to go. Yeah, and chances yeah. are you have more than six months right. savings anyway. <laughs> but absolutely jump ship if you're not happy where you are and you want to try something new. Right. Just make sure you have everything set up in the first place. Yeah, I think the only thing I'd say to that is I always am, I'm a strong advocate of you should be just aware of what's out there. And also yes. you should be practicing your your interview skills almost yearly. I actually look yearly, regardless mm -hmm. if I'm interested or not. I put my name out there and I'm like, 
here's some positions I'm interested in, here's some companies I'm interested in. I'm gonna to try to either make you know a, a vertical jump jump to another company that I'm not yet qualified for, but I'm just gonna throw it out there because why not? Right. And then you know I get some calls and I learn about their company to see what's out there, and I also learn about what they can offer and if I'm a good fit. And then I'm also just practicing, you know, I'm keeping my skills fresh to be able to interview in the field. And I think that's super important, especially in tech, because you can quickly get really comfortable and you forget how to interview and God forbid you have a layoff. I think like a lot of people experience lately who work in the same place for 10 to 20 years. And then they're like, shoot, it's really hard to find a job. They end up taking a lower level job than where they should be. So I'm always a strong advocate of every year, be looking, see what else mm -hmm. is out there. Keep your, keep your mind open and just practice because that's ultimately what's going to help you just in case anything else happens. And it also opens the doors to exactly what you said for more opportunity that you might not even have known was out there. And you're like, wow, these people really blew me away. They're giving me a great offer. I should just take this jump because it sounds like a good change for me. I think that's a great reason to, to look every year, basically. There are always going to be good times, followed by bad times, yeah. followed by good times. That is just the way of the economy. That's the way of the world. That's the way of everything. And I think you have to be cognizant of that. There might be a, a time and a reason where you have to take a lower paying job because you were laid yeah. off and you're looking for work. Take that lower paying job knowing that you can get back to where you were. Right. You absolutely will. It could be an, econ an uh, economy reason. It could be you know, a time and place. You're in the wrong location. Mm -hmm. You will be able to get back to the stability and the comfort and the level of success you are at. Or you'll be able to jump to a better position. It, yeah. Much of it is not you based. Right. It is totally time and place it's based. Time and place, it's business, it's economics in the world. There's so many factors. There's so, so many factors. I think, you know, my thing is, unless it's really toxic, even if you have six months, don't leave. Like you can stick it out and maybe you have to like slack for a little while, but look for other jobs while you're in that position. To me, that I, unless it's like impossible to do that, I think that's always a safe bet is look for a seamless transition, suck it up for a little while, find that other position and then make the jump before you just say, okay, I quit. I right. think the only reason to actually just say, okay, I quit is if it's really bad. If something really bad happens to you and it's a really negative environment, then sure. I totally understand. Hey, you got you got the the means to jump and you got the means to wait it out for a little while. You should definitely do it. But I think if you either, one, it's not that bad. Just suck it up and try to find another job so that way you continue to get paid. Or two, if you don't have money saved up, don't do it you're going to put yourself in such a bad spot. You need to make sure you have at least six months to your point so you have an emergency fund. God forbid your kids get sick or whatever it is, and then you got to make sure you you have that funds in the bank. Stick it out unless you got six months or more and it's really toxic. Stick it out, find another job while you're working, get paid while you're doing it, and then make an easy switch. Yes, I, I should have caveated my statement with never <laughs> ever quit your job yeah. for nothing. Um, and that's what I was, when I was looking at Twitter this morning, just kind of doing a little bit of research, it's a, it's a trending topic. Like millennials are straight up quitting their jobs yeah. and, and you and I are millennials and I, I couldn't fathom doing that, yeah. but it's, it's a, it's something that's happening right now. And I would never, ever advocate straight up quitting. If you're in a bad spot in your job, consider going to HR. I know we've, we said we're going to talk about HR right. in the future if we need to. <laughs> We do need to. There, there are risks in going to HR despite the fact that they are there to support you. They're actually there to protect the company, obviously. Yeah. They don't want the company to get sued. That's their number one priority. But if you are in a position where things are so dire, so bad, you should talk to them first before you put in the resignation towel yeah. and just go to nothing. The reason why I say that is, to, to your point, Clark, when you quit for nothing, nothing else lined up, 
every interview you have post is going to be saying, well, why did you quit that job? That's the first question they're going to ask you. And if your reason isn't completely sympathetic for another company, because they're going to think, oh, you're, you're a flight risk. You've basically scarred yourself permanently uh, in the workforce because they're going to say, well, why did you quit that job? Why did you have six months of unemployment? Now, if it's, you know, I had to go take care of my grandma. She lives in Alaska. There was no way I was going to be able to make it work time-wise. Oh, okay, I got you. No, it was a a dire situation that isn't going to repeat itself. Sure, you have the perfect excuse. But if it's one of those things where... I just, you know, I didn't like my boss. I wasn't happy. And I yeah. had six months fun. I wanted to that. travel for six months. Yeah. Like that, that is they are going to say, yeah, you're not a good fit for this company. And they don't even know who you are. You could be the best yeah. possible fit. But they're just thinking again, how do I protect? And this is sad. This is unfortunate right. because I feel it like is. I'm advocating and defending for terrible corporate tactics. Uh, corporate strategy, the podcast. Uh, but this, <laughs> it, it's like, it's so screwed up because I, there should be no reason why anyone ever asks you why you quit your previous job. Right. Right. Like that, that shouldn't be a question that comes up in an interview, period. But it's going to be. I oh, hate sure. that it is. But it's, it's one of those ones that's on the line of where it's like, is that stepping too far it into is. like their personal like decision making? And because because you can't, I think the thing is in an interview, you can't say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to discuss that at this time. Like, because immediately they'll shut down and be like, um, yeah, red flag on the play. Like, this is not okay. So obviously something did not go well. Let me call their referrals. Let me make sure they're an okay person. But I feel like it's a super dangerous move to not disclose that. And it is kind of messed up that companies ask that. Because that's like, it's almost like saying, hey, hey Bruce, you know, why why did you have this medical illness? Like, that's like so right. messed up. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, this is, this is the saddest thing. Is in the last 10 years, we've seen reformation and movement in HR and hiring practices to not look at gender, to not look at race, to not look at sexuality or anything that is like inherently part of who you are. I am born this way. Therefore, you cannot have bias around hiring practices and the the effort to diversify in hiring, which is great. But the fact that it's like literally between 2010 and 2021, we had to decide, oh yeah, it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, male, female, you know, non-binary, all of those decisions now they don't matter. I mean, we've been, we've been in corporate America for a hundred years at this point, and yeah. only in the last ten did that did that become like, yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't be looking at that in the resume selection process. So, things that are out of your control, that does not matter in the hiring process right. anymore. Great, great step in the in the right direction world. But uh, no, you made a decision to quit. Oh, we can definitely judge you on that. Like for <laughs> right. sure. That's part of our, our filter. And also so, like, it, what if you were burnt out from your job and you just wanted to take a few months? Like to me, there's no Oh, he gets burnt out. We, he won't yeah, he exactly. sit in here. No, no, but it's true. And it's so bad because, you know, I've asked people that when I was interviewing them because I am curious like of their take of why they did. But I don't think I would ever hold it against somebody for saying, Hey, you know, I quit because I wanted to travel or I quit because, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, try my own business. It didn't work out. Like to me, at least from my perspective, that's an okay thing. I've got a fantastic reason. Yeah. It's an awesome reason that they recognized either they needed a break or they wanted to try something for a little while. They took the risk and then they realized, Hey, it didn't work out for me. So I'm, I'm completely okay getting back into the workforce. Like to me, that makes me realize they have a good self-realization and they're willing to try things and, come to the point where they're saying, hey, this didn't work out. It's cool. I want to get back to the workforce. It sounds like a cool company. Like, I think it's a great thing. But to your point, I think a lot of companies look at that as a bad thing. Oh, not employed for six months. They might be rusty. Red flag. They're, they're at the bottom of the list. It's so sad. <laughs> You're, so this is the reason why I wanted to do this podcast from the start, right? Like we, you and I, 
are both understanding, compassionate human beings. And if we, I mean, you are a manager, but if you manage people, <laughs> I, I manage marketing, so it doesn't, it probably doesn't count. Kind of counts. But if, if you were a VP CEO, what have you, if I was a VP CEO, what have you, I would, I would lay down the law, basically. Yeah. You can't ask someone why they quit their job. You can't ask them what they didn't like about their previous role. That does not matter. The fact of the matter is they want to come work here. Right. We should find out why they want to work here. Like in a perfect world, you quit your job because you just wanted to hang out and play Skyrim for six months and just you, know, get, cool. you want to get bored with life so you yeah. can enjoy work. I think it's a phenomenal reason, right? Like you get so bored doing nothing that now I want to work. You can right. have the best employee for like a solid two, three years because so they want to work. But that's not the world we live in. And I, right. I want to, I want to put the preface out there that like when we started this podcast, it was because we thought like we can help people understand the nonsense, everything yeah, that doesn't is. make sense <laughs> about the corporate strategies that exist out there that we've learned to roll with the punches with, but yeah. I hate it. I hate everything about it. And I hate that we have to advocate for certain behavior and certain, you know, mindsets when you quit your job. There, there's no good, there's no bad yeah. reason to quit. Quit because it's Tuesday for all I care. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I want to know I if wish... you're good. I want to know if you're qualified. I want to know if you're why you want to work for, for whatever we're trying to do. But it, that, that is a, such a good reason of why we started this and why we discussed yeah. it. Because even on these these podcasts, I just have realizations of like, yes. oh, shoot. I have definitely done these things. I've never even thought about you know what's going through the other person's head because I'm so in that corporate mindset. What's good for the business? What's good for the bottom line? Is this person going to be here in two years? Like whatever it is. It's crazy, like how much I I bought into kind of the way those things go. When in reality, it's so messed up, and it could be run so much better. <laughs> did you, I mean, did you see the tweet I put out on the on the corporate strategy Twitter this morning? So uh, no, I, I didn't. Is that bad? Is that bad? Yeah, it's, I didn't it's, see it? it's terrible. It's terrible <laughs> that you didn't see it. No, we we suck at Twitter. We've admitted that before. We did. We were really. Uh, the tweet I put out there was it. I mean, I I I should pull it up so I can read it, but I'm just gonna paraphrase my own words is isn't it buck freaking wild that when you get divorced you have to pay alimony to your yeah. partner for years if not eternity on end based on your situation but when a company lays you off which is like you know a corporate right. divorce it's two weeks yeah you get two weeks and that's it they're freaking company <laughs> they're freaking company they're you know divorced couples dollars. are people right it's <laughs> It's just mind blowing the world we live in, and I mean uh, that is that is the corporate strategy. Is so the company is more sacred than the person? Yeah, you're just that a is the it's you so are. Sad. It doesn't matter if you're an American, a European, Chinese. Yeah. The companies do not care about people, so the best thing you can do is play their game back with them. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to be able to human. realize these things. Yeah, it's I the, feel it's like the worker strategy. Yeah, the worker strategy. You got to be able to fight back a little bit, or at least understand. I feel like that's yes. the whole point of listening to this. Try to understand what's happening around you, because you might just not get it, or you might not see all the sides of it. I hope some of you listeners out there, all one of you or two of you, I hope you're getting something out of this to kind of glean on, you know, what is actually happening, why those things are happening, and you know how you can kind of combat it or be doing something that's better for you in the long run. I think that's someone told told us that it might have been you and me. Someone told us this when we were little peons and they were like, Hey, at the end of the day, do what's best for you. Yes. Don't care about the company. Be selfish. Do what's best for you. Whether that's more money, whether that's a vertical move, like you owe nothing to the company. Yes. They pay you to do a job. 
There should be no personal connection there. They are giving you money to do your job well. You do that job, you've done everything they've asked you. You don't owe them anything if you decide to leave. So don't feel bad if you are quitting for whatever reason because at the end of the day, you're a number. They're going to replace you. They're going to find someone else who could do that job. And that's terrible to say because like, especially me, I, I put a lot in to my work and I care a lot for the end of the day product. But you have to realize it's like, if I were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, they're going to replace me in three weeks, which is super sad to say, but it's so true. And they're just going to yep. continue on like nothing ever happened. Someone can do that job. So, so it, that's it's huge. Yeah, that's a point I wanted to make uh, when I was thinking about today's episode. Quit, do what's best for you. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. But I do want to throw one little caveat in that statement. Awesome. You have a network of people who support you. Doesn't matter if you're the most, you know, socially inverted people out there. Chances are your boss, it's the guy who sits in the cubicle next to you you know, the gal in finance, someone at this company knows who you are. They see the work you do and they care about you and they want to see you succeed. So when you quit, when you peace out, do not burn bridges. No, definitely not. Do Never. not burn bridges. Uh, and, and you might think, oh, well, I'm going to a competitor. They have to, you know, terminate me on the spot. You're just taking on my work piece. Right. Think about when you're going through the interview, the offer, the written you are going to be in a position where you either have two weeks or you're out of the door that day. Yeah. What is that going to do to the people that care about you? And if you don't have a, you, it's on you to think about that strategy for them, right? right? I, someone who left my team recently left me in a very bad situation and it has affected my opinion of them greatly Oh, for sure. because they, they basically just dumped everything on me right. when they could have spread that out to other people and, and figure out a better way to do that. And now I'm thinking like, you know, this, I like this person a lot. But it has deeply affected my opinion of them. Right. And no, would I work here. with them again? Yeah. It, you know, still a friend, but it's it's definitely a I will remember this right. in the future if I have to consider them for employment or a recommendation or referral. Right. So don't burn bridges. No. Think about how you're leaving and how that will impact people around you. Yeah. Still leave. Quit, absolutely. But think about the people you're impacting. Because the don't care about the company. Care about right. the network, your people who will speak for you and advocate for you in the future. Oh, for sure. Because you, you never know when you're going to run to them or going to have to call on them or you're going to need a, you know, whatever it is, some sort of recommendation. You need to make sure you have a strong network. And also, I mean, if you ever want to do run your own business, you need to have good people who have a diverse set of skills. And you should always be leaving those things in good standings, whether you're leaving or whether they're leaving. I always reach out to people who are leaving. I'm like, hey, I really enjoyed working with you. Yep. I thought you were super awesome on this, this, and this, and I wish you good luck moving forward. Keep in touch and let me know if I can do you do anything for you, whether it's a recommendation, whatever it is, refer on more than happy to do it. So no matter if I'm leaving or if they're leaving, I always send that out. And I always ask for things in return. If I know like, hey, Bruce and I had a great relationship, I'm gonna say, hey, I could use your recommendation. Throw me a recommendation on LinkedIn. That would be, I would be super appreciative. Since we work together, it's all relevant in your mind. How do I make sure that I'm asking for those things when it makes sense? And also I'm willing to give you it back if you ever need it. So yeah. I, I agree. That's huge. And it's helped me in a lot of ways, I think, get to other positions that I was looking for due to those referrals and due to that network. The the network you build is tremendous. It's it's, it's the most valuable tool, right. I think, in in the workers' toolbox, unfortunately, is the people you know. Because they will speak volumes of right. you. Uh, the one last thought I had. Before you quit, 
find the person who's joined your company most recently or, you know, semi-recently. It doesn't have to be like, you know, I just started two days ago. Right. Uh, someone who's been joined the company in the last year. If you're comfortable with them, if you're able to have a private conversation with them, say, hey, I just want to ask you, like, why did you join this company? Mm-hmm. And get their take. What made them come here? Why are you leaving? Yeah. Compare those two thoughts and then ask <laughs> yourself, do I still want to leave? Because like you said in the very beginning, Clark, grass is not always greener. So true. Uh, I, was, I was looking at jobs this year and I, I did a couple interviews. And then one of the companies I was interviewing at, my, my friend of mine works there. And I told him, I was like, hey, I was interviewing at your company. He's like, hey, what do you, what do you think about it? He's like, do not come here. <laughs> uh, I was, he's like, all the problems you have, 10 times worse yeah. here. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I'm just going to stop having these conversations right now. But then, you know, I had the, like I mentioned before, the conversation with my coworker who recently joined. And it was just like mind-blowing, illuminating. It's like, right. oh, I don't want to leave. Yeah, my, my day-to-day is tough right now because I'm doing a lot of work. But it's tough for everybody. It's right. tough for everyone everywhere. And it, it just changed my mentality on what I want to do. Uh, and instead of looking for somewhere to go, instead of looking for well, how do I fix my current situation? Um, and I know we've talked about this before is like, you know, be a leader, take on, right. you know, take on action and, and try to fix the problems you have. But, you know, it, it changed my mindset on quitting. Yeah, so for sure. Give that perspective. to people. Yes. I think that's huge. You got to get that perspective. I, I love it. You know, you made me think of something that I want to end on that I think is hilarious because I think this happened at a, at a company we were both at that experienced a a pretty large riff. Wasn't there a situation where someone just took a dump in the lobby? Yes. <laughs> Am I crazy? Or did no. that happen? <laughs> not only did they take <laughs> not only did they take the dump in the lobby, I saw the dump. And this is this is when I was <laughs> still working remotely. Uh this this is gonna I'm gonna have to make a, a clip of this. There was yes, there was a giant riff at the company and I, I was working remote at the time. I was in sales and I still went into the office occasionally to hang out with some of the inside sales people because they were my friends and I like to hear the word on the street. Like what is what's going yeah. on in the commercial sales team? So the, for whatever reason, this day I went in, it was a Friday because, you know, we always lay people off on a Friday, ruin their yeah. weekend. Um, <laughs> Just sabotage the weekend. You know, Absolutely. hey, you know, it's a great way to spend your weekend thinking about where you're going to work next. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they laid they laid off just a ton of people. And I, I went to the office. I didn't know it was layoff day. Just thought it was a good day to go in, hang out with the, the sales bros and maybe have lunch with them. Literally could not connect to the internet in the office. I'm like, what's going on with my laptop? So I go to the IT team. And as I'm going to the IT team, I look over and in the first floor, <laughs> right next to the elevators where you go, you go up, I notice a giant pile of dookie. And there it is. <laughs> And the rest of the day, I mean, no one got any work done that day. Like literally no one in that, everyone no, in that can't. office, you can't all, you know, I think it was like, like 400 people in that office were just like, dude, did you see the dump in the first floor hallway? <laughs> because they laid someone off and eventually it, it came out that someone came in, hooded, uh, literally just quickly ran in, dropped trowel, made the dump <laughs> right in front of the elevators. And then peace. They like they, it was it was like a getaway job. They had a getaway van and everything. Someone dropped That's them incredible. off. Did the, did the business left. But the the mind blowing part. And I'm sorry if this is disgusting and, and aggravating you, one listener out there. Please don't unsubscribe because of the story. <laughs> uh, the worst part was the it wasn't the person that that did the deed and then left. It was the fact that people were so this this is just people in general. They weren't paying attention. Like three different people stepped in it. 
and tracked it everywhere. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. It was like when I walked by, I was like, "Dude, what?" I thought it was someone's dog. I thought it was someone's dog that came in and like you know just made that there, and that person was just a crappy human being. Found it later. No, it, was, it wasn't a dog. That is a human being. But I saw it and I walked around it to get to the IT desk. And oh my gosh, it was Ugh. it was ridiculous. I, I will say the funniest part was when I was having my laptop worked on. One of the security people came in and had to use the phone in the IT office. And they're like, uh, no, uh, excuse me. Uh, yes, someone someone has uh, relieved themselves on the first floor <laughs> next to the elevators. Like, no, no, it wasn't number one. I was oh like, oh, my gosh. gosh, this is the best security conversation I've ever heard on the microphone. That is so incredible. I, I had to end with that because I remember that one. I think everyone, I think a lot of companies who either have either mistreated their employees or there's been a giant layoff. There's a lot of stories like that where either, you know, something like that will happen or someone will destroy some company property yes. or steal a bunch of stuff. Like I've heard a couple stories and some different layoffs where somebody just left with like some massive, you know, rack of computers. Yeah. They, they just walked out with it. And it's crazy. Like, don't don't do that because you could legitimately like sabotage your career if someone were to catch you in the act of relieving yourself in front of the elevators. Um, so definitely don't do that because if you get caught. Man, you could really put a, just a nail in the coffin for your career if anybody ever tries to contact you again. <laughs> I mean, back to the tweet I made earlier. You know, you get two weeks, maybe longer if you've been at the company a few years. Don't give up the final gift of, no, you know, the, pe- the, the trickles of tears of capitalism uh, that they are giving you. Take that package and use it. You're getting yeah. benefits. You're getting a little bit of extra money. You might get like a couple weeks to look for a job. Take it easy. Don't throw that away Take and then it. put a, uh, a smear on your career for the rest of your life. Oh, you Just to exit the job gracefully. Keep your network intact. Don't give anyone any reason not to look at your resume in the future. So true. I hate that you said smear. Let's close it out. Uh, <laughs> the smear of the dookie. Okay, that is, that's the episode on quitting. Thank you, as always, for listening to Corporate Strategy, the podcast. Hopefully you took something away today. If you did, we want to hear about it. No one has taken us up on the challenge to actually reach out to us on Twitter at Corporate Strats or our email account, which is questions at corporatestrategy.biz. It's important that you have the .biz because that's how you know we're for real. Uh, please do so. We're we're open. We're friendly. We want to talk to you. We want to know that we exist. We just need validation is really all we're, we're looking something. for at this point. We also need episode topics. So t- tell us what you want us to talk about. We are experienced in the world of sales, marketing, development, product management. We're happy to talk about any questions you have in, in regards to those roles or beyond. We can speculate. I don't know what. I'm happy uh, to speculate. Uh, yeah, I don't know what legal does. But you know what? I could take a guess. I yeah, could take a stab I could take at that. A stab. I'm, I'm totally in. I've worked <laughs> with some legal bros in my day. I'm totally down to speculate on what they do and what challenges they have. I've had to go through legal to get things branded and yeah, approved for publishing. Here. So, I mean, I'm, I'm basically a lawyer at this point. <laughs> we, we know what they do. <laughs> we absolutely do. We're qualified legalese people. So reach out to us. Again, Twitter at Corporate Strats. Email questions at corporatestrategy.biz. And as always, thank you for listening. My name is Bruce. And I'm Clark. And we're going to see you next week, bright eyes, bushy-tailed, on a Wednesday. Oh, wait. You're on mute.